We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey everyone, we're pumped to be able to share an exclusive trailer with you after the show. From Blue Wire Studios comes Golden Goal Stories of Soccer Legends. Narrated by fellow Blue Wire host Brandon Kelly, each Monday two new episodes will take a look into some of soccer's biggest stars and the moments that define their careers. From Holland, Messi, Rapinoe, and many more, each episode will focus in on the historical plays and personalities that make the sport great. So stay tuned after the episode and listen to Golden Goal, stories of soccer legends, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello folks, Colin Kelly here from Rotoviz Overtime, a podcast I host along with Sean Siegel. And in just a little moment, we'll jump straight into the podcast. Before we do so, I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% of a Rotoviz NFL pass right now on the rotoviz.com website. It gives you access to all of our content and tools and sets you up perfect for the NFL season. All you have to do is add the code 2020RVRADIO at checkout or by going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. And of course, while you're listening to the podcast on the network, helps us out a lot if you can rate and review on your favorite podcast app. I really do appreciate that. As I mentioned at the start, Road of His Overtime with Sean Siegel twice a week. If you haven't already checked it out, be sure to do so after this show. But let's get straight into it. Enjoy the podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And today we are going to go through our usual flow for the solo pod. I'm going to start off by going through the the cash locks slash my listener league lineup. And then we are going to hop into some of the things that we found uh, in our game theory series that's been 
uh, posted over the last couple of weeks in in different slices over at Rotoviz. Um, of course, if you are listening to this and you are not already a subscriber of Rotoviz, you can head over there, use the code Bogey Free, and get a discount. Whether you just want to try it out for a month. Um, or whether you are gearing up for fantasy football season and you want to get access to all the great tools and content uh, that Rotoviz has to offer on the NFL side. And then, obviously, you also get the PGA content, uh, the tools you have access to, the optimizer and things like that. So definitely uh, definitely worth a look if you just want to, want to hop in for a month and see what it's all about. I think with the... Uh, with the with the promo code, I think it's like seven or eight bucks, something like that. So, uh, give us a shot and see uh, see what you what you like about the site. Definitely reach out if you run into any issues or uh, would like to see some different content. Uh, I'm always looking for new ideas and uh, and appreciate any feedback. So, um, with that, also if you could drop a review. On the bogey free specific feed, I would greatly appreciate that. It helps us out uh, quite a bit when you do that. So, um, all right, enough of the enough of the housekeeping stuff. So, the two cash locks this week were Sung Im and Sebastian Munoz. Uh, Sung Im, although he made the cut, um, essentially was uh, was pretty useless this week. Uh, I wish that I wish that he uh, he could have got things going a little bit better, but he ended up finishing like t53, uh, scored 73 DraftKings points. But in a week where we saw uh, just a ton of guys going super low, uh, it, you definitely needed more than nine under across four days to uh, to really do any damage. So not not the best. Uh, not the best outcome for the more expensive cash lock and an even worse outcome for Munoz. Uh, he missed the cut by, I guess it was, geez, about three or four strokes. Um, just could not, could not make a putt. I think, uh, on the, on the front nine on Friday, I don't know if he made a putt over three feet. And I think he only made a few that were over seven or eight feet. So um, difficult week as far as that goes. The cash locks in general um, are still doing pretty well. We have uh, just a shade under 90% made cuts now. And the average DK point output is 75 points. So uh, still doing pretty good as far as that goes. Obviously looking to bounce back this week um and my good friend uh Hassan over at Rotoviz reminded me that this week's course uh last year at uh Muirfield we actually with the cash locks nailed first and second place so hopefully we could get some of that good juju we got two weeks at that course uh this year so it should be it should be interesting um from like Every every possible perspective that you could imagine. We'll of course get into that uh, in a little bit when uh, when I'm joined by Evan tomorrow. But for uh, for now, let's just continue going through the rest of the lineup. 
I had Michael Thompson in there as well at 7,100. Optimizer liked him quite a bit, uh, so I got I, I got some exposure to him this week. Uh, same deal. He he just could not get anything going on the weekend. He was seven under and looking pretty good for the first two days, but uh, with with again with everybody going low, he was one over uh, for the last thirty six holes. So not not ideal. Uh, a, a decent bright spot was Cameron Tringali. He finished T30, uh, had sort of a, a pedestrian Saturday, but uh, played pretty well, scored over 80 DraftKings points, and made the cut, which for a golfer that's 6,600, uh, you, can, uh, you can't really ask for, for a heck of a lot more than that. So that was nice to see. Uh, Scotty Scheffler... Just ejected on Thursday, missing the cut uh, with, uh, I think he shot a 79 on Thursday, and then came back and shot a 65. So I I feel like the process was all right uh, that got us on Scheffler. It just just wasn't happening on Thursday. I guess he had uh, big 4th of July plans or something. And uh, the, the most expensive guy we had in the lineup was Victor Hovland. He finished T12 uh, and scored 95 DraftKings points. So um, overall, the lineup only put up like 391 points. Did not do uh, did not do particularly well in the listener league, finishing 30th uh, out of 50, and did not cash uh, in the in the mini max either. Obviously, so a uh, bit of a disappointment. I'm I'm hoping again for the bounce back this week. And uh, and we'll see how it goes. Before uh, before any of the game theory stuff, I do want to remind you guys about our sponsor, Bet Online. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and Bet Online is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches, uh, as well as obviously our our PGA stuff. If you need anything, uh, anything more, you really are are itching to bet on some NFL or NBA. Uh, they have simulations over there on their website every day as well. If you're looking for something other than sports, Bet Online has casino games, poker tournaments, prop bets, uh, just about anything you could think of. So make sure you visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BlueWire for a free welcome bonus. That's one word: BlueWire. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. All right, so we are back with our game theory series. Uh, we are this week going to look through the eighty-four hundred to seventy-five hundred dollar range. Uh, if you if you've been following along over the past couple of weeks, uh, you've you've gotten the summary of the more expensive ranges. But uh, if you haven't, make sure you go back and check that out, uh, or you know head over to the site and you can you can read everything for yourself. And it's not, you know, in a in a quick summary like this. So, uh, the seventy five hundred to eighty four hundred dollar range, I think, is probably one of the one of the most important ranges because you you still have a reasonable amount of cut equity in this range if you're picking correctly, and um, you know, most of the time you are just trying to fill out fill out your lineup with guys from the this price range. So. Ideally, um, if you can figure out 
which guys in this range are best bets the you know more often you'll be able to uh take those chances up top with the guys who are going to be less owned um so that's kind of that's kind of the whole point uh of this exercise is trying to figure out you know over over a long enough time frame who are the guys that you should be picking each week uh what what type of golfer are they um are we is the community good at figuring out who those guys are or not um all the things that we've talked about with the other ranges so if we if we first start off and take a look at the ownership in general in this range uh the the median ownership for all the golfers in this range for the last few years has been uh, right around eight and a half percent um so I broke it out into four categories. You have the the absolute like mega chalk options, which are thirteen and a half percent and up. You have the chalk options, which are eight and a half to thirteen and a half, and then right below them, you have four and a half to eight and a half, and the low owned guys are under four and a half, basically. So uh, we have a pretty decent sample size in this range. We have uh, a little bit over a thousand golfers to to talk about so that means that we can be uh we can be pretty confident uh that our sample is big enough uh and this is this is more of a trend that's predictive and less uh just you know sort of variance and dumb luck and whatever else so um if you look at the ownership like i said eight and a half percent is right smack dab in the middle um, and if you're paying attention to the ownership projections, you should, uh, whether you're looking at my projections or you're looking at another site, you should see in this range about half the guys above eight and a half percent and about half the guys under eight and a half percent most weeks. Um, if you're not seeing that, they're probably not great ownership projections and you probably shouldn't be paying much attention to them. Um, so all that aside, if, if we, we know that these groups exist. We can look at how they've done over the long term and and try to determine like who are we, who are we picking here? Are are they any good? Are we good at it? Whatever. So uh, a ceiling outcome for this range is eighty two DraftKings points. The average outcome was a little bit over fifty seven DraftKings points, and the floor was twenty seven points. So basically, you know, the the floor is a miscut, uh, pretty much for every range, but. Um, we're not going to, we're not going to be too concerned with the, uh, the floor rate and even the average rate really, because the thing that we're most, uh, you know, we're most looking for in this range is obviously a ceiling. Um, if they provide somewhat of a floor, like, what does that mean? Does that mean they're scoring 40 DraftKings points? Like that's not really going to do much for you in a tournament. So um, when we when we look back over the past few years, we are actually very good at determining who to play in this range. The golfers that have uh, hit 13.5% or higher uh, in ownership actually have hit their ceiling 26% of the time, which is seven at least 7 percentage points higher than any other uh any other ownership range. So we actually are good at picking the guys in this range. That usually means that you're going to have to, you know, differentiate elsewhere if you're eating this chalk. But I, I really do, uh, 
firmly believe that this is the range that you should be uh, that you should be kind of focusing on uh, on the higher owned guys and and going going somewhere else in uh, in the upper salary ranges. So if we take a look at that, um, that's a that's a pretty big difference, and that's really a larger difference than anything else that we've seen um, so far through this series. So definitely definitely eye opening. I think that a lot of times people will just just say, you know, we're we're really not uh we really don't want to eat any chalk and so therefore we are going to avoid, you know, a golfer X Y and Z. And you know, if if you've listened to the the show long enough, you know that the the narratives aren't really um we we can't just buy into the narratives on face value. We have to dive in a little bit and see um see what what the numbers are actually telling us so even if you look this week uh we had a few guys that hit this criteria so like doc redmond was exactly 8500 uh over 50 a little bit over 15 percent finished in the top 20 uh scored 85 DraftKings points so that's great that's that's right right above the ceiling outcome for this range um Brant Snedeker, who we talked about a lot last week, also hit this ownership threshold, but uh, missed the cut. He's one of those guys that we, I, I mean, I said I, I didn't really want to play too much of him. I think that it was uh, it was a bad bet to begin with because of how poorly he was striking. Uh, he was striking the ball, but, um, you know, when we can add that context in, I think that that makes a huge difference. Uh, and then you have... Uh, a guy like Harold Varner, who also was fit that fit that threshold, and he finished in the top thirty with seventy five and a half DraftKings points. So not quite not quite a ceiling outcome, um, but a pretty a pretty good startable uh, you know performance from a seventy six hundred dollar golfer. When we when we keep looking at this because of where. Uh, where this range lies within the distribution of salary. I think that it's super important to look at price changes um, because you can get, you can get golfers that were, you know, 9,500 in a weaker field. And then the following week they're playing uh, in a much stronger field and their price goes down or uh, more likely they're missing the cut or not playing too well. And their price goes down into this range because of that. And then you obviously have the flip side too, right? You have the golfers who are 7,100 or 6,800 and they play so well that they get bumped up into uh, this bracket, this price range. So if we look through the actual price changes uh, over the past few years, what we see is that the golfers that stay in this range, so that were 8,400 to 7,500, their previous start, um, they have the best, they're tied for the best ceiling rate with the range directly below them. So this is one of those situations where we're actively looking for golfers who are either, uh, you know, treading water and, and staying in this range or that are performing so well that they're jumping up into this range. And we talked about this a little bit last week, uh, on the show. And I think it's, um, it's a little counterintuitive because in other DFS sports, we really, we don't target guys who are at their, their pricing peak. 
Um, but this is one of those situations where, uh, again, very confident with the sample size and feel like this, there's, uh, there's some, there's some decent, uh, evidence for targeting these guys. The interesting part is that the golfers who drop all the way down from 9,500 and up into this range, um, they have the worst ceiling rate at the worst average rate. Um, so you're, you're really just looking to avoid those guys, whether it's a weaker golfer, you know, in a, or I'm sorry, a stronger golfer in a weaker field. Um, I think that you can make a case for, for fading these guys, uh, regardless of what the, the context is for their price drops. Um, like I said, this is a, this is a super important, uh, price range. And I think that, uh, if we are dialed in with the ownership projections, which the last two weeks we've been uh, over 0.9 R squared with that to the millimaker, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the process there. Uh, if we are dialed in with that, I think that we can uh, largely avoid trying to make big sweeping statements about how a guy is actually playing and just let let the community decide for us and eat the chalk in this range, uh, especially when they are jumping up in price. So hopefully that makes sense. Uh, if you are, uh, if you're looking for more information or you have any other questions, you can always reach out to me. Like I said at the top at, on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Other than that, we will be back tomorrow with uh, Evan Cheney. And make sure you stick around for the trailer for the new show on Blue Wire. Thanks a lot, guys. See you. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2 and he's... From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire.